Hi, and welcome to She Is Wise, a podcast dedicated to braver, bolder, bigger conversations for women who want to change the world. I'm Ellie Bell, an empowerment coach passionate about supporting women to show up in the world as their best version of themselves. I'm a former corporate executive with a background working in professional sport and a qualified life coach working with women for the past four years. I've got two gorgeous little girls, which are the reason I'm so determined to change the way women are in the world. I have an incredible husband who encourages, supports and shapes my work in ways that prove that men have to be part of the solution. And I'm Erin Hodson, a psychic medium and spiritual healer who believes that for the world to be a place I'm grateful and proud to leave for my two young sons, change is necessary and that change must be led by women. My work is deeply rooted in ancestors and understanding who we come from and who we can become. I love exploring the spirituality of who we are and the intersection of that with our human experiences. We're two women who grew up on opposite sides of the world, but when we met, instantly recognized each other as kindred spirits, ready to make meaningful change in ourselves, each other, and the world around us. Now is the time for women to be brave, vulnerable, and bold, to explore what is really true for us and how we can make meaningful change in the world. Join us as we dive passionately into conversation about things that really matter, share lighthearted banter with each other, and dare to challenge what we've been told we can do, have, and be as women. Hello, and welcome to another episode of She Is Wise. Today, we're going to be diving into the feminine archetypes. And if you've been following us recently, you'll know that this is something that we're really passionate about and really have spent a bit of time diving into. But today, we really want to talk about the fact that we're all seven archetypes and often we can get caught up in this thought process that we resonate with one or maybe two and those are the ones that that shape who we are but actually we have all seven within us and when you can start to understand that all the qualities and the shadows in each of them are part of you and within you it helps you to be able to really pull in the energy that you need at different times so we'll explain a little bit more as we go along but it's a really cool conversation so um yeah looking forward to, to getting into it Erin, what feminine archetype would you say is the, you know, the, the one that stands out most for you? You know, I mean, I have a, an interesting relationship with the archetypes, I think, because historically I probably focused more on the ones I didn't resonate with than the ones I did. And, you know, part of that might have been a lack of willingness to be honest about the shadowy sides of the archetypes. But um, I think all of them, I can see the beauty in them and the you know, why I would want to have them in my life and, and use them to my advantage. But I don't know if I necessarily have one specifically that stands out for me. I mean, obviously, I'd love to be the wise woman in all her glory. But at the same time, there are aspects of the wise woman that I'm quite uncomfortable with. So, you know, it's a very much a balance for me around trying to embody the archetypes and then trying to be open to the other archetypes coming in. And I think that's really interesting when you actually do start to explore them and understand a little bit more about the differences between them, you're able to start to see how bringing the energies of different ones in at different times can really support you. So I think it's for me, it was really learning that when you're in the shadow side of it, that actually provides you with quite a lot of information about a what work you still need to do because you know we will be doing work until the the day we move in back into spirit um but also it helps us to identify what areas of life do we perhaps not show up in our most powerful place and i think that's a really really helpful 
in terms of when you are trying to um, identify the places that you want to focus on first? Because, you know, I'm sure people listening will, will will resonate with this. Sometimes it feels like there's so many different areas that you could be focusing on that it's kind of like, actually, I don't even know where to start. And that's what I found that the archetypes have been really helpful at times is being able to be like, well, actually, I don't quite know where to start, but I do know at the moment um, focusing on, you know, the family is actually really important. It's it's the time that, you know, if we just look back at what we've been through recently with Christmas and school holidays and all of those, you know, the family was very important. So actually stepping into that, that mother archetype was actually really helpful, but being aware of the shadow of it, of her and knowing that actually when you're in that really sort of caring, unless you make time for yourself, Self, you can get a little bit martyry about it and I caught myself doing it just the other day you know that that I'd had the girls all day or something like that and, and I really sort of I could feel myself just slipping into it so being aware that the time of year and, and what was going on was was important it allowed me to sort of have a bit more awareness about it but now we're sort of going back into work it's like okay well which energies do I really need at the moment you know we've got some big shifts going on we've got lots of exciting things starting within awakening the wise woman so it's actually well you know I really want to be in that queen energy I really want to be in that huntress energy because you know we've got some goals that we want to be moving forward we've got some really powerful stuff we want to share but at the same time knowing that I need to bring in sort of the, the wisdom of the wise woman the slightly more gentleness of the the maiden so you kind of find this amazing way to balance where you are in the world and and for me that's the beauty of of learning about them and knowing a bit more about how they can support us does that make sense yeah totally actually I was having a conversation with my wife last night about this and about how at any given moment like we need to be honoring not just what we want to achieve but how we want to be and I think that's probably where the archetypes come into their um, strength is when we think about, you know, as women, we're very cyclic beings. So sometimes our energy will be really high and we'll be in a really action taking kind of mode. And then in other times we'll be in a real need for rest and replenishment and repose and just being, you know, still and silent. And if we're too far in one archetype at, at any given moment like you know if we're going into that really abundant energy space then the queen the huntress like those kinds of energies are really really powerful because they drive us forward in ways that are healthy and are aligned with the energy that we're in but if you try and bring the queen or the huntress forward when you're feeling really low energy and you're really depleted and you've been you know probably bringing in a little bit too much of that shadowy mother stuff that, you know, nurturing everyone but yourself type of thing. And, you know, and we know that that happens cyclically every month. And also, you know, throughout the year, there are periods where we're a lot lower in energy. Bringing the huntress forward at that point can actually sometimes be more damaging than helpful. And so it's about making sure that at that point, we're looking at like the lover as an example and saying, actually, I'm going to really love on myself. I'm going to be kind and compassionate towards myself. And so understanding that how to bring each archetype forward and what she offers us really, I think, helps us engage as a modern wise woman in that cyclic way of living and that honoring of the energies and, and honoring our whole selves. And yeah, it was a really interesting conversation that I was having with my wife because she was very much you know, the shadowy huntress type of energy in the past, very masculine sort of striving energy and I've got to do, do, do. Um, and she's very recently sort of come back into that, actually, how do I want to be in the, in the world and how do I want to feel about life and bringing other things into it has really 
been helpful for me to be able to explain to her how that could look so I think one of the one of the things that's really helped me as well because for a while I was a bit like I mean we talk about embodying the huntress or the maiden or the lover and and for a while I was a bit like well I don't really know what that means you know what does that do I need to you know if I'm going to be the maiden do I need to go and put on sort of you know my my slightly more you know milking frock or do I need to if I'm going to be the queen do I need my crown or if I'm going to be the huntress do I need some sort of weapon and I think for me understanding that it's all about sort of even just being able to kind of almost channel that energy so even just thinking about like facing a situation in a way that a different archetype would show up has really helped me be able to embody them so I think we get really it can get a bit complicated sometimes when it sounds a bit you know fluffy and a bit like oh you know we're going to embody it and all of this sort of stuff but actually the reality of it is by just having in your mind so the queen is very much about knowing her worth she's about standing in her power she's about feeling comfortable and confident in investing in who she is she shows up comfortable knowing that she's got the answers so if when you're going into a situation maybe it's at work or it's in business or even you know at home if there's a situation that needs that really needs some authority around it going in with that sort of energy so actually going with like actually I know the answers I'm completely confident on how I'm going to approach this even just having that energy when you go into it will shift the outcome and I think that's the, the thing to that's really important to remember it doesn't have to do deep and meaningful rituals in order to step into your queen or anything like that it is simply about knowing the different archetypes and knowing actually what energy do you want to pull forward at the moment you know we like I said earlier we've got lots to do at the moment so that huntress she's very goal orientated she's very much about action and actually this is a week of a bit of action we've got quite a lot to do so it's right okay that's what we need to do when you think about it in that space you can just like the energy within you shifts and I think that's the difference between the like when we talk about the qualities are really they kind of we can draw down on them the shadowy ones kind of almost creep up they're almost like when you're in that space of not quite knowing what's going on that's kind of where the shadow is or like if you're just feeling a bit uneasy or you're feeling a bit like those sort of low vibrations that's where you can actually look into it and be like well hang on a minute what is that at the moment am I feeling you know a bit lacking in in self-confidence so or, or is it that actually I, I've been really like almost too much in my feminine that I've just been you know allowing everything to happen I actually haven't given myself any direction so I think starting to you know know how the qualities in the shadow show up for you is also really helpful in terms of how you then move out of the energies yeah yeah I think you're right I think you know it, it is all about energetic harmony and when you're in the shadowy stuff and you know, often we don't recognize that we're headed into that until we're well and truly knee deep in the shit. And um, being able to say, actually, like, I recognize that I'm in that. And so I'm going to do something to, to come back out of it. Also giving yourself the space to just examine how did I get there? What triggered me into that energy? You know, I know for me, like going home to visit my family often triggers me into the shadowy maiden kind of people pleasing it, it feels like a gross energy it feels uncomfortable it's like a skin I don't want to wear and I recognize that and I recognize the triggers to that and so does my wife so now I sort of pull myself back out of it but I also know that if I'm approaching those triggers then I need to do a little bit more protection around that stuff I need to bring forward a little bit different energy and I also need to be super conscious that I have an out 
so that I can create space for myself to divert the energy instead of going deeply into it. And um, so, you know, really like when we understand what the shadowy stuff shows up as for us and how it looks and, and how it feels, then we can go that next step further. And, you know, and sometimes that like, I mean, coaching for me was brilliant in that respect because it was something where I was able to get it out of myself to be able to see it better and to understand it and to have someone who is neutral reflect back to me, this is what I'm hearing you say was really, really important because I, if I tried to work through that stuff by myself, I think I probably would have struggled. I could also do that with my wife and I also do that with you. Like it's that process of working through it in a way that almost removes and detaches the emotions from it and just allows you to process the, the actual situation and the relationships within that. Do you find that? Yeah, yeah. And I think that the key to it is with any work that we're doing, particularly with that shadow side, is making sure that there's no judgment. Like it's almost we've been so taught that anything bad and you can't see me, but I'm putting bad in inverted commas because, you know, I love some air quotes. But it's that whole if it's bad, then we should hide it and we shouldn't talk about it. And we certainly shouldn't admit it to anybody. And it makes us awful if we have these things. Whereas actually, I, I firmly believe that our shadow like often there can be things in our shadow that are actually good for us that are, you know, things that we can do. We've just been, you know, for whatever reason, we've, we've hidden them away. But actually, if you can start to talk about it openly, if you can start to kind of own those shadows, they actually can do some really amazing, they can help you in situations that you might not, you know, I, I've used this example, I'm sure before, but like bossy is certainly one of my shadow ones. And going back to the question I asked Erin earlier about which archetype do you, you know, resonate the most? The huntress has always been the one that, that I've really resonated with. And when she's at her worst, she's very bossy and very controlling. And, you know, I'll hands up and say that is definitely a space that I can fall into. But, you know, that bossiness, when it's dialed up on an, on an eight or a nine, is really not a very pleasant trait at all. But on a two or a three can actually be quite useful to getting stuff done. So it's kind of remembering that actually a lot of those things that show up in our shadow are often traits that are showing up in extremes. And actually, if you can bring them back and if you can dial them down and if you can sort of acknowledge them, they don't have to fight for attention. They don't have to like really come out in extremes. They're able to just show up in kind of a useful way so they can actually help you and for me that was like such a like you know my brain just kind of exploded at that moment that actually these things that I'd been hiding and hoping desperately no one would ever find out about me were actually you know in the right levels really helpful and so I think when you start to understand that about the archetypes which of the shadowy ones are showing up for you actually look at how like change the way you look at them you know we say that you know the selfishness of the lover is something that you know is is a, at its worst but actually if you dial that back a little bit of selfishness is actually really good because it means you're not going to let other people just walk all over you or you're not going to do things that you don't want to do so I really challenge anyone listening to this to to identify some of those what you would call your shadow or your bad traits and actually just do a little bit of like thinking or writing whatever you know helps you or even talking about it if you've got people that you can have these conversations with actually how can it help you how can it support where you are at the moment and and it's remembering that we are the sum of our our whole like we are all the parts we don't get to just pick and choose the good bits we are everything so knowing how to manage those pieces is actually really important yeah I agree 
and I love that you said that, you know, that the level two or three bossy is actually really good because um, it's especially good when you're the CEO of a business and you have a business partner who's maybe not so good with that stuff sometimes. Um, <laughs> so love you for it. But on reflection, I think probably you asked earlier what archetype most sort of resonates with me or, or most I, I notice. And I think historically it's probably been the mother it has been that I give everything to everyone else and I value my role in society as, you know, a mother, a child, a partner, a friend, whatever, over me as an autonomous being. And, you know, I'm getting better with that. And to do that, I've had to really bring some of the lover forward and some of that selfishness forward. And that's been deeply uncomfortable. But um, I think for every for every sort of shadowy aspect of the archetypes, one of the other archetypes has something that can bring us back to a sense of harmony and peace around that stuff. And I think that's what you were just talking about. And so for the huntress, I guess my question for you is like when you're in that space of really level nine bossy or, um, <laughs> or so driven that you don't sort of feel um that you can be anything you just do 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 like what what is the archetype that you would bring forward in that space to support you like how do you because I think that's something that a lot of people will resonate with that are listening that that sense of like I've just got to keep going and keep going and I've, I, this is where I want to get to and I've just got to keep pushing how would you best sort of support yourself in that situation do you think such a great question and I think I probably it depends on the situation as to which one that I would pull forward. The easiest one to pull forward when I'm in that sort of space is probably the wild woman. So it's actually about being able to really tune into more about the universe, nature, the earth, like really like have that sort of that connecting to myself. So it's going off and it's diving into, you know, some books that I know that I've been really interested in reading. It's getting my cards out. It's, it's kind of almost that like mystic sort of energy um, has certainly been my way in the past of being able to sort of pull myself out of that very dominant, like bossy controlling space. It is really like connecting in with, you know, the, the bigger, the bigger picture, I suppose, is, is probably the way to talk about it. But the one that since having children, I try to, and I'm not great at it, but it's something that I want to get better at, is actually pulling the maiden forward. So it's actually being a bit more fun and it's being a bit more creative and it's being a bit more light and not taking everything so seriously. It's being able to sort of step into that playful energy and being able to kind of let it go. I, I find myself sometimes being quite, you know, having to be the grown up and having to be the one to organize stuff. And actually, you know, the kids bloody love it when you know you sort of go back to being a child I was playing Sylvanian families this morning and I was lucky enough to uh, get the squirrel family but it was really fun to do that I know really random Em's had the cats and the rabbits and Phoebe had the mice just in case anyone wanted to know how that worked out and as I left Matt was going in to take over the squirrel family so I hope he didn't screw it up but you know actually giving yourself time to play actually really helps get out of that doing space and it's really difficult sometimes because I'm like oh, I've got so much you know, I've actually got to do this and I've got to do that but just stopping and being able to kind of go back to that more childlike energy is really really helpful when you're in a place of quite controlling dominant bossy space so uh, yeah so I'd say the wild woman and the and the maiden would be my ones but you know how do you you talked about bringing the lover forward in terms of getting out of that that mother space and I've certainly witnessed you start to put yourself forward and we've had a lot of conversations about you know learning to want things for yourself 
so you know what what other energies do you think are really helpful for you in order to deal with some of those things that come up when you are in that sort of potentially people pleasing putting everyone else first what what energies would would support you I think um, for me, probably, like I said, that the lover is the first one that needs to come forward, just a little bit of self-love and a bit of self-compassion. But the other one that probably comes forward a little bit is the queen Um, and just being able to stand in my own power and know what I'm capable of as as an individual and what I what I want to contribute to the world, because I think, you know, the shadowy mother stuff is very much about contribution, like you measure your value and your worth based on how you contribute to others. And um, the queen does a similar thing, but she holds her own sovereignty around what that contribution looks like. Whereas the mother is very much always looking for that reinforcement and that confirmation that she's enough. And so I think the queen is probably the other one that I would bring forward. But, you know, every now and then there's also things like the wise woman coming forward and saying, actually, this is my truth and I don't need you to understand it. Like I can teach you what my truth is, but you're then required to test it rather than me having to serve on a plate for you. So, yeah, like it's always going to be, I think, what you feel most aligned with in the moment and the the secret to all of it. I guess for me is being able to actually take that pause and just say, okay, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm feeling. This is what's coming forward. Does this serve me? And if not, what does? And how do I connect with that? Because I think that as women, we're not really good at that. And in a patriarchal society, that's not valued. The pause, the moment of real awareness and and acknowledgement and, um, and I think, you know, we're starting to see that become something that we're more aware of, but we, we do need to be better at that, I think, and, and really offer ourselves the opportunity to show up in our best form at any given moment, rather than constantly living in it. Like it's, it's, you know, that's happening for us, not to us stuff. Like it's about how do we want to be and not what do we want to do? Because as much as the huntress, as an example, was about what I want to do and what I want to get done, you still have to look at how do I want to be in that space? Because the, you know, the shadowy parts of the huntress where you like, you know, can be a bit bossy or a bit controlling. Do you really want to be those things? Do you want to be the energy of controlling and and bossy? Or do you want to be in control and assertive? Mm. You know, like completely different energies, even just in the words. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a real awareness thing. And, you know, I personally find that a lot easier to do in a community than I do by myself. I get a little bit stuck in my head sometimes when I try and do it by myself. Yeah, it's a, an interesting sort of a journey to go down and, and one that I think the more, more women do it, the more we will be able to create the change that we want to in the world. And I think a lot of it comes actually just comes back to the fact that we get to choose our thoughts. We actually have a choice in every moment how we show up. And and that's something that I'm not sure people necessarily realize the power of. We get very caught up that things that, like you said earlier, that things are happening to us and that somebody else made us feel a certain way. And, you know, don't get me wrong, I still slip into that, but I'm a lot quicker at getting myself out of it that actually you didn't make me feel like this. I chose to feel like this. And now I'm choosing to move forward in a different way and, and starting to understand that a, from the fact that you can choose how you show up, 
but also that that takes away the power from from others it means they don't have the control over how you feel about yourself and that's incredibly that's such a, a gift to give yourself to be able to suddenly step forward and say actually you know what, what other people think whilst it might influence me and it might be a catalyst for me to do some deep work and to explore something a little bit more but actually what I feel about myself is my choice. So if I want to change this, I can. And I think it's remembering that, you know, that again, we, we go into different energies around that. Sometimes somebody will say something and, and it might send us into a space of shame. And that's a really like, that's a really low vibration. It's a really difficult energy to be in. So that's where having community, having people that you can talk about, having the bravery and the vulnerability to talk about it is a way of really shifting that. Like anyone who follows Brené Brown knows that her biggest thing is shame. Shame doesn't like friends. You know, shame wants to, you know, hide away and fester in a corner. Whereas if you can shine some light on it, it's going to really change it. If somebody says something that makes you feel guilty, question and challenge yourself. Like, why do I feel guilty about that? What have I done that is out of alignment or what is going on that has made me question my truth around this because guilt is is actually a useful you know energy sometimes to be able to see well what am I doing that isn't in alignment with who I really am or actually is it really nothing about me and is it somebody else so being able to sort of step into those different energies and really understand that you have a choice at every single moment in your life to show up how you want to and that can be a little bit hard sometimes because it's hard work like it's much easier to just allow the subconscious to do everything and to not you know have to think about it but actually when you do think about it when you do take that moment and that time to really tune in about what it is you want to do the benefits are endless like you're not being controlled by anybody else you're standing in your authentic truth you're able to be completely whole because you're choosing where you are you're choosing where your energy is going and that's what it is with these feminine archetypes is you can choose what energy you want to draw down on and you can choose how you respond to a shadow trait that you have and that's the start of it all as as far as I can tell and and from experience that is where you are able to you know really show up differently in the world certainly for me that's been a, a game changer yeah spoken like a true wise woman I think you're absolutely right I think the different archetypes serve us in so many ways and the way that we you know if we want to engage in the world more powerfully and more authentically I think understanding the archetypes and understanding how we can engage with them as for our best good that's the key like if we can do that we can embody the modern wise woman we can be stronger and more powerful and braver and more bold and play bigger and all of those things that we want to do and but it does it takes work it's not something that you can just say okay this is like it's a one and done thing it's over and over and over and over again looking at what's happening for me at the moment where am I at personally where am I at professionally all of those things because the archetypes come forward in different ways in different situations and with different people you know what my sister triggers in me my best friend won't you know what my wife triggers in me my children probably don't like it, it's about really, um, yeah, it's that self-mastery. It's that really understanding yourself and deeply connecting with your whole self. And I think, yeah, it's just, it's a beautiful way to live when you can do that for yourself and do it from a place of real wisdom and connection. 
Yeah. And it's also you have to be present in order to do that, to, to have the awareness of what is actually you know impacting you you have to be in the here and now and we talk we hear so much about how important that is but actually it, re it really is important that there's a reason um, people bang on about it is because it's actually um something that is pretty vital to to happiness you know um and all the studies and the research and everything shows that if you can be in the moment if you can stop like focusing on what's happened that you can't change or trying to predict what the future looks like and just be here and now that is you know, that's a, a really special place to be, particularly for the people around you, because you're fully present. And by being able to, you know, have that understanding and awareness that your thoughts, um, what you're thinking can bring you back to that. So being really aware of how you're showing up at any one moment, it's a really easy trick, you know, just check in with yourself. It's actually like, how am I showing up at the moment? That is going to bring you straight back into the here and now, because you can't be thinking about yesterday or the future if you're actually saying, like, what is what is this going? What is going on for me at the moment? And so when we can start to explore all of that, it does. It just it opens up so many opportunities. But I think you're right about that. It's not a one and done. And anyone who follows the work that we do or is involved in any of our programs know that, you know, we firmly believe that it takes time to practice this. Like it's not, you don't just get to do it once and then be an expert at it. You have to keep going. You have to keep trying. You have to try it one month and then maybe that didn't quite work as well as you wanted to. So you need to tweak it and change it and dive a bit deeper and be a bit more uncomfortable and sit in that sort of like, Oh God, this feels gross for a moment. And then be able to like move through it and have having people who can support you to do that, having people who are on the same journey to, you know, who get it is incredible when you've got people who understand it. And I think that's why I love working with you so much is because we are both on this journey. We're both doing this work. So we're, okay, you know, you've got somebody who's like in the depths of it as well. So that when you are having one of those days, you've got someone who totally gets it. And, you know, that's what our program, She Awakens, is all about. It's providing that ongoing support. It's about like having a go at it each month, going through the process, making sure that you're diving deeper, you're accepting more, you're um, healing more, you're releasing more, you're expanding more. But it's also that you've got mentors who are like guiding you and helping you in those moments where it does feel a bit difficult. And actually, you're not quite sure there's the fork in the road and you're actually not quite sure which way you're going. It, it actually feels a bit difficult. And then you've got your peers who are actually on the same journey. So it could be like, yeah, you know what? It has been a difficult month or I had a difficult month last month, but I got through it. So, you know, it really is. We firmly believe that this is the way to make lasting change. And, you know, we're excited to share it with the world and, and you know, get more women involved in it so that they can then go on and help more and more people at the same time. So we did do a webinar relatively recently about the feminine archetypes and we'll drop a link to that in the show notes that um, if you haven't listen to it it dives into each of the archetypes in quite a lot more detail than we've talked about today so feel free to to sign up to that you can have access to the video and and you know watch it at, at law at your leisure and if she awakens sounds like something that you would like to know more about then you know drop us a note we'll we'll drop the link to the information again in the show notes but um it is it's a, if you're ready to make change if you're ready to show up differently this is without a doubt the, the program that can support you in doing that yeah nicely said <laughs> um, I have I have nothing to add to that. I think good conversation, a good starting point for anyone who's not really sure what the archetypes are or how they show up for them. And absolutely the you know the deeper dive and the the webinar will be helpful if you want to know a little bit more about the shadowy parts of the archetypes and also what they are at their best so that you can you know start that journey and, and be on that on that pathway forward with more power. So 
Perfect. Well, thanks for joining us. Hope you've enjoyed it. Let us know, like, subscribe, all of the usual things, and we will see you again next week. You've been listening to She Is Wise with Ellie Bell and Erin Hodson. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please remember to subscribe so you can join us next time. And if you haven't already, please consider leaving us a review or sharing this podcast with your friends. Thanks so much for joining us and we will catch you on the next episode.